Welcome to my podcast. I'm Libby Rothschild of Nutrition Business. I'm a registered dietitian, business coach, and course creator. My goal is to help you make moves in your business, take action, create revenue streams, and grow on social media so you can set up systems for monetization. Hello. Today we are talking all about money. Now, some of you might love talking about intuitive and mindful eating, where others of you just are infatuated with sports nutrition. And then I have other people who just really love you know, the chemistry and the science behind nutrition. And me, I really love talking about money. Money is one of my favorite subjects, and money is something that I feel proud about. I appreciate money. I love money, and money comes to me. So I want to talk to you today about how you can adopt certain aspects of that mindset into your business and manifest money into your nutrition business as well online. So today I'm going to be giving you a little bit of quotes that I found online that motivate you, that motivate me, and I hope they'll motivate you as well. So I wanted to start off by talking about Jen Sincero, and she has the book called You Are a Badass at Making Money, and she said, you can have excuses or you can have success. You can't have both. Now, I couldn't agree with that anymore, and she's inspired me to talk a little bit about excuses today. So we're going to get to that in a minute. Just a couple more quotes to kick off today's episode. Dave Ramsey, whose podcast I listen to on a regular basis. I have a lot of respect for Dave Ramsey. I don't agree with everything about him as a public figure, but I respect his niche. And his niche is clearly managing your money. And he is so good, by the way, for those of you who want to learn more about marketing. On his podcast, he he references his book. And he says a lot, he has callers call in and they'll say, I'm following baby step two or baby step six or something. And I have this book, by the way, I haven't read it yet. (laughs) But that is genius marketing. So basically, people are calling in and they're saying what stage they're on with following his strategy and framework for adopting a, a healthier mindset and relationship with budgeting and money. And so, of course, you know, every time you listen to his very popular podcast, he is referencing and uh, and marketing his book, Genius. For those of you out there, uh, you should be doing that in your business. And I'm going to be adopting aspects of that into my business as well, as I reference the strategies and frameworks from my Instagram course, which has helped so many of you with setting up systems to monetize, stand out and create content that speaks to your audience. And that is from module one and module five. You like how I put that in there? Thank you, Dave Ramsey, you have inspired me to market as well as you have much respect. So Dave Ramsey says his quote is act your wage. Now, it's interesting that he says that Uh, it's a very catchy quote. And it makes you think like, hmm, what does that mean? Now, he means it in the mindset of budgeting. So you want to live within your means. And I think it's an interesting quote. But I also wanted to bring up the quote that says, uh, dress for the part that you want, not the part that you have. Interesting, right? So what does that mean? Why would I 
I mentioned that quote because when it comes to a wardrobe, for those of you who know me on a personal and professional level, I'm all about professional attire. Like I love it. I love to dress up. I wear heels every day. It's important to me to to wear a very nice professional outfit. I, I never know who I'm going to meet and come across in any kind of a professional setting. It's important to me to look like I'm capable of being hired by anybody uh, who is, you know, in academia, etc. And that's worked very well for me. So when I think of Dave's quote, and I translate that onto the other quote about fashion, right? So dress for the part that you want. That could make you think, well, hmm, when it comes to income and money, uh, Dave Ramsey says to act your wage, but what if I want to act beyond my wage, right? What if you want to act like, how do you have a growth mindset with money, but you know that you have to budget and you have to be you know, aware of, of living and operating within your means. And so that's an interesting uh, intersection between mindset and, and what's actually possible. And of course, I advocate living within your means and setting a budget and sticking with it. I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey and his work in money mindset and money and strategy. But what I'm trying to say is I want you to think pretty critically and deeply about how you feel about money. Uh, how does your current budget now help you drive your future with business and development and expansion? And, you know, is this a topic that you regularly revisit or is this something that you sweep under the rug? Because having a budget for business and knowing what percentage of your monies you're going to allocate back to your business is the cornerstone for growth and development. It's absolutely necessary. So if you want to grow, you got to have a, a, a adopt a mindset with money, a strong, close relationship where you appreciate money and you know that money is necessary to help you grow. And it's a conversation that should be fluid in your business. And also, I mean, this isn't my niche, but in your relationships as well, because that does translate and affect your business. So Dave also says you must gain control over your money or the lack of it will forever control you. Again, Dave Ramsey's big on the whole budgeting, which is super important, but I, I like that quote. And uh, I've just got one more here from Dave Belzey uh, to get rich. You have to be making money while you're asleep. Now, I like that quote. Because uh, although, again, it's a very general statement, I like that it's talk, it's lending to scalability. And when we're talking about scalability, that means not one on one. And, and you know me, you know, I'm against that one on one model. You know, I like to keep my one on ones at minimal. So I believe in the one-to-many model. The one-to-many is putting more, uh, you're getting more bang for your buck, essentially. And what I mean by that, an example is speaking. So I'm getting paid to speak to many people versus me getting paid to speak to just one person, right? Or it could be uh, online. So I'm creating an, a course online and that's passive income. So I make money, you know, I check my bank account, check my teachable account. That's who I use for my course, Speed the Algorithm from for Instagram. And I'm constantly every month bringing in income from that online course. So that is a, a more lucrative, scalable aspect of business that can help you uh, increase your budget, scale your business, and of course, increase your impact. It's been wonderful to help so many people with my strategies and framework from Beat the Algorithm. It's just been, it's been wonderful. So 
I wanted to just give you a couple resources here. I told you about Dave Ramsey and his podcast, Jen Sincero, You're a Badass and Making Money is Good. And now I want to talk about a little bit more of a specific resource, and that's from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Now, if you are a member, you can have access to this uh, report, and it is a, a salary income report. And it's uh, the most recent one. And it's, again, free if you're a member. I believe it's of charge if you're not. And I just want to go over some just actually really one highlight. So the overarching theme of this um, synopsis, uh, it's really a study, uh, surveys were administered to registered dietitians in America, and uh, the academy wanted to get a baseline of salary, right? So how much are we making? And then, of course, the question is, who's filling out that survey, So just as an extremely brief recap here for salary, who filled out the survey was mainly, you know, experienced older dietitians who've been in the field, I believe it was five or 10 years. So of course, that's not an accurate reflection, right? And especially with online marketing and the movement of social media, not just Instagram, but of course, we've got, you know, Facebook and and, um, YouTube and podcasting, although I would say uh, dietitians are more in the space of of Instagram and Facebook than than podcasting, right? The, The number go down when it comes to dietitians on podcasting as a platform. Uh, But social media in general, not to say one versus the other platform, but social media in general has really changed the game as we know, right? So it's interesting at this point to wonder how has that affected our salary? And the, the better question would be how will that affect our salary in the future? And then the most relevant question would be how does that affect you? right? I always like to look at our colleagues as a collective, but then I want you really to think about yourself and how you fit into that. And and what can you do to strive for impact, income and excellence within your business and really help people and then uh, make some money while you're sleeping, right? Because I'm all about that scalability. So I want to go back to Jen Sincero when she mentioned excuses. So if you remember the first quote I talked about today, she said, uh, you can have excuses or you can have success. You can't have both. So uh, we must define success and excuses and (laughs) excuses, uh, I think, are easier to define. So success is really what you what you envision, right? So for some people, success is making $50,000 a year as a registered dietitian and living a a life that you've carved out or paved paved for yourself. and, And that's fine. Success for other people is making six figures. Success for other people like me is making six figures per month. So it's really a matter of sitting down and reflecting as to what does that mean for you and your business, and then breaking down the steps of how you can get there, uh, who you need to help you, and then going back to Dave Ramsey, you want to have somewhat of a budget, a very actually important budget on a, on a quarterly basis, a monthly basis, and, and really break down, hmm, how am I investing in myself and in my business? How much money am I allocating towards online, you know, a, a website? towards maybe um, Facebook ads, which by the way, I haven't ran them yet, but I'm totally looking into that this next quarter. That's coming up. I'm really excited for that. So you want to have a budget for, you know, ConvertKit and your email marketing, etc. I'm all about ConvertKit, not about the MailChimp. So when it comes to, you know, any expenses that you're paying, you want to think of that. And then of course, as you scale and get bigger, once you hit a certain amount of subscribers on ConvertKit, you have to pay more. And and that's just how, how it works in, in the online world, which is something you need to think about. 
as you scale, expenses are going to change and you're going to need to outsource in your business. And so the question becomes, at what point do you do that and how can you manage your resources effectively in your time, etc.? So what excuses are you making in your business? What's holding you back? And how is your mindset around money holding you back from creating more income or reaching the level of success that you determine? Remember my example, success 50k a year for somebody is that's how they identify success where somebody else is six, six figures and, and then the other person like me is six figures per month. So you have to be really clear with what that means for you and then fit in your relationship with money into that equation. And, and just you have to be really, really honest about it. Uh, honest on a piece of paper to write it down because the power is in, you know, the written word, uh, power in verbal communication, and then power and accountability. So you're evaluating, I know my business coach has uh, been really good with uh, encouraging me to evaluate my quarterly revenue. Now I do evaluate my revenue, but my problem before working with my coach, shout out to Amy Sowards of Dietitian Institute. Now for a while, I was having a hard time separating my income streams because I have so many different streams of, of active reoccurring revenue and passive as well. And so, you know, to manage six or seven streams of income and understand how much you're getting from which source or which stream at what time of the year, it is complicating. It's complicating for taxes. You know, I got my tax accountant on speed dial, right? And it's also complicating for, you know, knowing what to project. So what's really important when you have situations like that is just to make sure you're making time to evaluate. If not on a monthly basis, then, well, you should on a monthly basis, but then for the quarter. Okay, how much did I make the third quarter of 2018? How much will I make the, the fourth quarter of 2018? And how much do I project to make the first quarter of 2019? And then after you are able to separate, okay, I make more revenue from this stream than the other. What are the resources that I have to put forward towards that stream of revenue? And how can I outsource or create more income or more impact from that stream? that income stream. So those are things I want you to be thinking about if you have multiple streams of revenue. And if you don't, then you know, you want to just focus on that one stream and get really clear with it. And number one, you got to start with identifying what success looks like to you and being really clear with that. So when it comes to excuses, I just want to be really honest with you here because um, I'm an honest person. And uh, the problem, the problem is you. That's that's where the problem is. So I've said this before in my time management podcast, uh, you show me your schedule and I'll show you your priorities. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, reference my uh, download, uh, my tip sheet, and it's the priority matrix. And the priority matrix essentially helps you understand uh, what is important, what is urgent, what can you outsource, and then what do you need to just not do? Right. So here's an example of what you think you might need to do, but you don't need to do. Um, those of you might know, because I've said this before, but I actually pay somebody. His name is Josh Orman of Orman Production. I can give you his contact information if you'd like. Hi, Josh. Thanks for all your help. Uh, Josh actually uploads. He puts together my intro and outro, and he uploads my podcast episode for me every episode. All right, and I upload once per week. Now, could I do that myself? Absolutely. I could sit there, I could stitch it together, I could do it. But guess what? 
I'm in a phase in my business with my streams of income where that's not the best use of my time. And it's easier for me to just get my podcast out there and just do it and have someone help me than it would be for me to actually sit there and stitch it together. There's nothing wrong with me doing it myself. Uh, It's just that I've found that that's a task I can eliminate. So as much as I can outsource and delegate parts of my life to help support the growth of my business and reach more towards scaling on a a, uh, more impactful, larger level, uh, I'm all about that. So that's an example of what you might think you need to do, but you can actually outsource. Another example would be Instagram posts. So I know a lot of you might be intimidated or afraid of uh, featuring someone else's post on your feed, but the reality is that if you do that, of course, you have to give credit, and we talk about that uh, in Module 5 of my course, Beat the, Beat the Algorithm. Uh, we, we show you exactly how to ethically give credit and f- feature another user's post, which I can tell you how to do that, but our course breaks down how to make that fit your brand and, and how that feeds into the bottom line of, of really setting up systems to monetize. So I'll tell you, if you give someone credit in the caption and you tag them, you're good. You don't need to ask permission. When I first started Instagram, I did do that. Uh, but the benefits of featuring someone else's user is that once it fits into the strategy and framework, if you're still able to communicate your message, drive home your bottom line, and use their content to support your personal brand, it's actually a very beneficial and easy way to help you grow your online audience as long as you're still reaching your uh, your pain points. And that means you're still helping solve the, the biggest problems of your audience. Now, of course, it's it's going to take some work and there's a, a lot of other tips and tricks that we provide in our course. Uh, but it, that's a great example of how you can um, outsource something. So I don't sit and meticulously take food photos and I respect everybody who does. I respect them so much that I give them credit on my feed when I, re- when I feature them. And I do that to show uh, you know my community who's doing a good job and, and how that is setting an example to help you understand and improve your skill sets on Instagram as well. So that's an example of outsourcing. I gave an example of eliminating a task and an example of something urgent would be me actually recording this podcast. So it turns out I had uh, front loaded a bunch of episodes uh, in quarter three of this year. And as we approach quarter four, I I got engaged, which is amazing. Really happy about that. And uh, since that, which was only a couple weeks ago, as you can imagine, I've been super busy, a little bit behind on things like uh, front-loading my podcast for the last quarter of the year, which would be where we are at now. We're in October. So I'm here, you know, it's the weekend, and I'm thinking to myself, ooh, I've got Fancy, the Food Nutrition Conference Expo coming up in a week, which is exciting. I'm also moving with my fiance, which is really exciting. I've got a lot of stuff going on, right? So in my head, it is a priority. It's urgent to do this podcast and put it out there because I know that this podcast is going to help create community, add value, support my current clients, inspire my leads, right? And, and this podcast gets me clients. And I want to keep consistent because consistency on social media is what helps you grow and scale your business. And success to me looks like six figures a month. So when I know how success looks to me and I've defined that clearly, then I can work backwards on my priority matrix that I want you to download and I can fill that out. And I can tell myself, hmm, what is it that's urgent? And I can tell you right now that if, given that it's the weekend and Monday I don't have an episode uh, queued up, 
for, for Josh to upload for me, it's important that I'm here and, and I'm actually going to do a couple episodes so the next two weeks are, are good to go so that I can make it through this week and fancy and give you some fresh new content because I know that consistency is important. And if I'm teaching you to be consistent, I, I got to make sure I'm doing that as well. So that is an example of how I'm not making excuses about being too busy, about too much going on, which are all valid, but I am making sure I'm showing up in my business and I'm being very honest about it. And I want you to do the same thing because keeping continuity in my podcast is important to me and you've told me it's important to you. So uh, a couple other excuses that I want to uh, talk about <laughs> would be, um, you know, do you really want to make money? Uh, do you want to grow? Is that something that, you know, again, when I ask you what success looks like for you, and, I, and then I ask you to quantify it, I want to ask you, are you ready? Are you ready to put in the work and do what it takes? Or do you just show up on social and then you get upset if you don't hit the explore page or if you don't book clients or if you don't get leads or if you don't reach 10K? Because if you really want to make money and you're using social as a platform to do that, you know, to gain organic leads, or, you know, maybe you're also using paid advertisement through Facebook, etc. If you really want that, then you have to show up and you have to be consistent and you have to implement a strategy. And it's just, you have to get really clear numerically with what it is that you want. And it's okay if you don't know, but if you're not sure, if you can't quantify success, then you're making excuses and you're also getting upset, but you, you don't even know what your end game is. And it doesn't necessarily have to be income. So my example was income-based because that's how my brain works really well with that. So, you, you know, your example could be something about how, you know, you've maybe reached a certain amount of people and gotten a certain amount of messages about your niche, meaning how you're helping people. And it's really important to you on social that you're able to provide that resource for them. And that's not, you know, income associated, that that outcome is associated with you really providing value. And if that's what you want to do, then you have to consistently take the steps to get there. So I also want you to be really honest here with what phase of your business you're in. And I'm in the beginning and I've, I've been honest about this and I want to be honest about this now. And there's nothing wrong with being in the beginning. It's exciting. You know, I'm in an exciting time right now where I think to myself, wow, I'm making, you know, six to eight times more money in my online business than I am in my nine to five business. And I'm just, I just got started. I mean, I literally got, I'm just now getting a web developer. I mean, I started this last year. It's incredible. And, you know, what's special about me? I mean, I just set goals and you can do it too. Anyone can do it. I just quantified what success looks like to me. And I, I want you to do that too so we can talk about it together. So, so really, it doesn't matter what phase of the business you're in. You know, are you creating? Are you uh, scaling? Are you doing this full-time? Are you doing this part-time? And check out my side hustle episode if you haven't already, but you can absolutely create income and impact and reach your success goals on a, a part-time basis. You can do it as a parent for those of you out there who have children, and you can do it with a full-time job like me. So I've been able to, like I said, create, you know, eight times the income from my uh, eight times more, you know, outside of my full time job, I'm able to bring that in to my business. And I still, you know, show up to my full time job and give 100%. And you could do it too. I do my side hustle, I do it at some nights and uh, a little bit on the weekend. 
All right, I want to wrap up the excuse topic here with talking about time logging. So another popular excuse I hear, you know, the number one, I don't have time or I feel lost. So feeling lost, we cleared that up. You have to quantify what success looks like to you. And then with uh, with the time situation, you know, you show me your time, your schedule, and I'll show you your priorities. So we talked about the priority matrix again today, and now I want to mention time logging. So I do this with my clients, and I also do it with people that, with leads, meaning people that come to me and they say, hey, Libby, I really want your help. I'm not sure where to start. I don't know what to do. I'm putting all this energy in, and the outcome is less than what I expected. And then I say to them, Okay, do a time log, do it for a week, come back to me, and we'll talk about it. We'll see what's going on. And, and that's really the start. That's the foundation. And that's how you can start to adopt healthy habits mean, with time blocking setting aside certain time for the day where you're working on your business or you're doing something like reporting a pod, recording a podcast, right? Or maybe you're doing something like listening to a podcast. So if you're creating content or, you know, whatever it is you're doing in your business, uh, tech work, et cetera, setting up email sequences, like batch tasking, meaning doing multiple things that are of similar nature at the same time and setting aside specific time for that is going to help you really move your business forward. So, uh, If you log your time and you're able to get real about it, that's what's going to help you uh, build a foundation and know, you know, evaluate what you could possibly do to improve your habits and and take your business to the next level. So I wanted to address that excuse because it is so popular. So I want to conclude today with just uh, five or six quick tips about what you can do in your business to grow. So number one, you can get clear on your offer. And that means what are you doing? What exactly are you doing? Now, you know, I am not a fan of the generalist. So, you know, saying I help people with health and nutrition is not an acceptable answer. If you work with me, I will encourage you to niche down and it's actually a prerequisite. So I don't take clients one-on-one unless they are willing to niche down. Now, if you need to pick a niche and then change it, that's fine. I had a client do that and she wrote me a testimonial about it, which will be up on my website pretty soon. Shout out to my client, Jackie, and she picked a niche and then she decided she tested the market and she said, you know what? I feel more comfortable with another niche. So she changed. And that's great. And she explored that with our relationship, our professional relationship together uh, with her being my client. And, And that's a wonderful example because you don't have to hit it right the first time. So again, clear on your offer means you know what you're doing. I have another client that helps women control IBS. It's a great, great niche. Uh, I have another client who uh, works with uh, intuitive and mindful eating. Uh, That's a very popular one. And she has a very specific target audience. Her testimonial will be up on my site too pretty soon. She's fantastic. Uh, So I've got people from, you know, uh, weight loss for moms. I've got um, bariatric surgery, you know, increasing confidence post bariatric surgery. That's a good one. Another client of mine. And then I have veganism, optimal, optimal health for a vegan dietary pattern. And then of course, one of my, uh, my favorites, a consulting client of mine is uh, helping dietitians, you know, with resources and education in the field of clinical and business. So that's helping dietitians with skill building. So those are all examples of niches. Those are specific to my clients. Uh, just a few of them that came to my mind. And then my niche would be 
helping you create income and impact online. More specifically, double your impact and income online. So number one with your business, if you want to grow, you got to get clear with your offer and what you do. Number two, you have to get clear on who you're helping. Who do you serve? So that's really important. So you first start out with the niche, what you do, and then it's who it's for. So are you helping, you know, young men, young male athletes? Are you helping postmenopausal women? Are you helping pregnant moms, breastfeeding moms? Uh, so of course, the more specific you get, the better, because uh, as the quote goes, the riches are in the niches. So maybe you are like my client, Jackie, and you want to test it out. And then you realize that for whatever reason, uh, you, maybe you don't feel comfortable, or you decided that niche didn't work for you. That's absolutely fine. But I give credit to those who try and change versus those who never try. So an example would be me, you know, I started out with registered dietitians as my target audience because registered dietitians are my people. And I know you and I'm comfortable with you and I understand our struggles firsthand. But the reality is I'm also a certified personal trainer and my background of 10 years in training uh, also makes made me second guess and think to myself, you know what? I'm clear on my niche. I want you to two times your income and impact online. So I think it would be in my best interest to expand from registered dietitians to to uh, fitness and nutrition professionals. So I'll put that under the umbrella of wellness professionals. So for various reasons, uh, including testing my audience, testing the profitability of my audience, I've decided to expand my target audience, although it's still within the realm of healthcare, of health, allied healthcare professionals, I'm expanding beyond dietetics. And I'm doing that for a couple of reasons. One of them is the profitability. So registered dietitians, because my success, I want it to be six figures a month, registered dietitians are, are not the, the wealthiest of clients. So if I want to help them become wealthier, I think it's important that I'm also being very realistic about how much they can spend on me because, you know, as my business grows, uh, my one-on-one -on -one work will become a higher price point. And as I, you know, so, so that's just something to consider. So those are examples of target audience. Do you have to have it figured out at the beginning? Absolutely not. But do you have to eventually test it out? Yes, you could test it out and change because of personal reasons, like my client, Jackie, she just felt more comfortable changing her niche. Or you could change it because you tested the market and you realize, you know what, I think I could find more profit and align with my quantified success goals if I changed my target audience just slightly. And that's my example. So then the, the third tip would be to test it. So I just gave you an example of that. You know, you have to ask, is your target audience profitable? And then also you could ask if, if your niche is profitable too, too, right? Do people want to, you know, increase their online income and impact? And I'll tell you, they sure do. So that's a profitable niche. The question is just, who is it for? And then number four, you want to set goals. And then how are you measuring the feasibility of your goals? So I like the SMART goals, who's holding you accountable. Uh, so that's why I think everybody who wants to grow their business needs a business coach. I think that's really important. And then finally, um, predicting your schedule and following it, following your schedule and evaluating your schedule. So do you need to do every aspect of what I just said? Not necessarily, but to some extent, I do think it's important as you grow and set up as habits for success. It's important to have a schedule with some continuity, some regularity and um, room for you, know, you to fit in what you need to fit in, including self-care. 
And then finally, uh, last but most important would be to set boundaries and mean it. So in the last year, I have gotten uh, just to share a little a personal story with about me because, you know, I like to do that. I believe storytelling is important and it's a great way to uh, really be authentic and connect with your audience. So I'm going to tell you a little bit stor- of a story about setting boundaries. So when you're able to say uh, to say no, <laughs> as you might know, you might have heard saying no opens up the doors and opportunity for you to be one step closer to success. So very often I say no, I say no to social events, I say no to friends, I say no to trips. And I didn't always do that. But the more that I do that, and I get focused about what it is that I want, and what's important to me, and what it is that lines up with my success vision, and my, you know, romantic relationship, etc. The better for my business and the better for my growth and development. So if you are serious about growing your online business and you're, you really mean it, you want to double your income and impact, you have to say no. It's just, it's a non-negotiable. You have to have boundaries. And so I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a story. Recently, I had a friend ask me uh, if I could get together with her and I thought she's a friend and I said that would be nice. And it ended up being a miscommunication changing the time, changing the date, etc. You know how that goes. It happens, right? And I said to her, nice girl, right? I said to her, no, that's it. Just, I can't. Um, I'm not gonna, I, we said, we initially said A. It is now turned into option B, C, D, E, whatever. And uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not available. I'm not capable. And I don't do that. And that's my boundary. My boundary is that I set a plan, I stick to it, and there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. And you might say to yourself, gosh, you sound difficult, right? How could you possibly make a plan with me? Because I'm so rigid, right? But the reality is that I do make plans socially within limitation. So the limitation is that you set a time with me, maybe it's a networking event. I've got one on Monday. It's a a talk at Google about women in business. I set a time. uh, I can you know, make a, a, a date with a friend. And then if it doesn't work out, if they need to change the time, et cetera, et cetera, I'm just not capable. And that is not comfortable for some people. And I, and it hurts feelings. And I've had people get mad at me. Oh gosh, you're inflexible. You know what? I don't understand it. Recently, someone told me that I hurt their feelings. And the reality is I want you to understand where I'm coming from. You know, I have a success goal. I have a business And I cannot say yes to everybody else because I have to say yes to myself. So what I am really doing is I'm prioritizing myself and myself and my goals and my business are to grow and scale in a certain way. And I'm able to do that when I allow myself flexibility, meaning I'll allow myself some events, but then if they change around a lot and there's too many moving pieces, uh, that's not good. That's not good for business. It's not good for productivity. It's not good for habit building. Therefore, I say no. And you can too. So I want to leave you today asking, what are your success goals and can you quantify them? I also want to ask you, you know, how does your schedule look like? Because you show me your schedule, I'll tell you your priorities. And then thirdly, I want to ask what excuses that I mentioned today are you making in your online business and what can you eliminate to advance and move yourself forward? Thank you for joining me today. 
Are you ready to build impact and create revenue streams in your business? Go to LibbyRothschild.com and apply for coaching. Also, check out my course opportunities such as Beat the Algorithm to learn how to set up systems for monetization in your nutrition business. 